0: Welcome to the Mr. and Mrs. CEO podcast. I'm Darren. And I'm Kim. And we
1: are going to be talking everything family business. And marriage. And marriage. And family. And family.
0: And any other adventure. Ooh, do we really have to share all this? Yeah, we do. you got to hear it all. It's crazy. So buckle up. And And hold on. And enjoy the following episode of Mr. and Mrs. CEO.
1: Well... Today we are going to talk about our founder's story. And this is going to be juicy and crying.
0: <laughs> Who knows all that stuff. So You think? Oh yeah. I love Okay, just I need to set the scene right now because we're in my office. We're just recording audio, no video, no camera. And you're Speaking to the camera, like there's an audience there. I love it. And it's like a blank screen. It's the actor in me. (laughs) Look at my eyes. I will look in your eyes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I think we've gotten really kind of clear on what our founder story is. This has been like something that just kind of evolved, I think. And now you and I haven't actually sat down. So this episode is you and I really, this is raw building, (laughs) building what the founder story is. We had a few little like conversations about it, but then I was like, wait, 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 let's do this on a recording. Yeah, let's do this and see. So we can really share the process. And also listeners will hear how we communicate. (laughs) Or not. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just start by saying a lot of people now, as we're starting to get traction on Door Gurus as a franchise, lots of people that are being introduced to the brand ask, How did Door Gurus come to be? Right. How and you
1: they- just had that the other day when you were talking to somebody.
0: Yeah, actually, somebody. And the answer to that has always been, What?
1: Oh, it's it's kind of weird. It's like, oh, this is something I've always wanted to start. I've wanted to do. Well, you've never always wanted to start a franchise. That's no, that's a, but I wanted to do something on my own. Right. And or t- you, something together.
0: Right. Or you'd say, like, I retired yeah. from my main business.
1: Yeah. And what I've got to say is it was very dry.
0: It was. It was, it was
1: dry th- and it was just the same. It, 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 let's just put a cookie cutter like template did, together and this is blah 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 you hear it all the time and but it's more than that
0: right it really is and i think you and i both kind of saw that this past week is that how our dream to create you know maybe for you it was a dream to create something on your own i never really wanted to like it wasn't my dream to be like oh i want to be a franchisor and build yeah. this big franchise system but I've always had big visions and big dreams, and I love big complex organizations to work in and through and all that kind of stuff. Why are yeah. you laughing? Why, are, no, you laughing? Just, Why just, are you laughing? I'm just thinking,
1: because this is, it's not too long ago, believe it or not, that I've learned what I really am.
0: Oh my gosh, we're we going back to this? I'm a visionary, Say a it. dreamer,
1: and an innovator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so let's go back to our founder story. Oh, am I going off track? <laughs> okay, go. Cool. I'm um, not really, because yeah. I think part of it is the space that's been created over the last six years, and the processes we've gone through that has allowed you to really see that part of you. Maybe before, well, wow, you didn't. I'm right? growing up
1: in my old age. Yeah,
0: yeah. this is the thing <laughs> about growth. So, anyway, the point being is that. When people would ask us how we came to this kind of whole door gurus thing, we'd be like, oh, well, we were reti- kind of retired or left our, you left your main business. We had, you know, blah, blah, blah. We decided we were going to be these recreational retired people. We were going to be biking and playing pickleball and having coffee. Yeah. Uh, but you had this innate and have this innate need to innovate. Yeah. Repair, help people, all that kind of stuff. So you'd kind of do that on the side. And that was the story that we would tell. Yes. Right? That was the story that we would tell.
1: We would tell people that,
0: yes. But what we've come to realize is how DoorGurus came to be really started at a time. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I (laughs) thought you were going to say something. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm listening to you. (laughs) I'm I'm looking in your
1: deep blue eyes.
0: (laughs) When I look back and reflect on the process and the progress and all of that kind of stuff, what became the most pivotal pivotal and catalyst i guess in our lives with me getting diagnosed with cancer
1: yes that was the turning point but but we didn't know that was the turning point
0: (laughs) right that's what i think that's what i find wild it's not like you know kim's been diagnosed with cancer now we're gonna go and build our wildest dream right it's not that linear. No the, and it's not that it's not that obvious. So no, what happened? So maybe you start and speak to how my cancer diagnosis started to change things for you.
1: Well, it changed for me is your life. I don't know. This could take your life. It could uh change our whole life. It changes it'll change you, change myself. And I wasn't interested in my business anymore.
0: It kind of, those things collided.
1: Those things collided. I wasn't happy with what I was doing. We were going, let's just sell everything. You know, you remember we were.
0: No, we weren't. No, we weren't. No. When I got cancer, we weren't like, let's sell everything.
1: No, that was afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: just, (laughs) you just like skipped over three years. (laughs) No, talk about what was going on for you though. Oh, I was. Like you said, you were. Unhappy in your business at that point, but hadn't really... I hadn't really seen it. And sat in it.
1: I didn't sit in it because I was kind of stuck in it. And it was just like mundane. It was just day to day. And then...
0: Because even when I was diagnosed with cancer and went through the subsequent treatment, you were still actively working. I was. Yes, I was. Full time. Yeah. Like you weren't around. I shouldn't say that. I didn't mean like that. I didn't mean like you were like, took a bunch of time off or you were done done work. You still went and showed up to work every day. I did. But what was going on on the inside for you during that time?
1: Well, I just, I wasn't happy with my work. I was worried about what was going on with you. My company wasn't important to me anymore. I could see things different in the partnership I was with in. I was seeing the changes that, you know what? I needed to... I, what I should
0: have done at the no, time. No, no, that's not what I'm asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> not asking what you should have done. I'm asking you to go back to that place yeah. of the turmoil that you were in I, and maybe what was going on for you.
1: I had turmoil with my partners, which was my family.
0: I felt disconnected with them. I recall you feeling very uninspired.
1: Yes, I you was. You didn't very, know where you fit. Yeah, and I'm trying to get into that feeling right now as we talk. And it's just like, it's like a cloudy day. And it's just like the sun is gone, it's cloudy, it's miserable, and it's just like it's cold and damp, and I'm just trying to get into that moment. And it was just like so yeah, there's like a that,
0: black cloud. Right. So there was that going on. Yes. And that was happening before. Our got- that was already. But then I got diagnosed with cancer. And what happens, you mentioned, and I'll talk about me in a minute too, yeah. but what happens for you when cancer is brought into our world?
1: Oh, I didn't have the cancer, you did. So
0: Yeah, I know, but it, it's brought into our world.
1: Oh, it's a game changer. Right? It's like, let's wait every couple of weeks. Let's like, okay, you got the diagnosis. Okay, we're going to have to wait a few weeks for you to do some tests. And It was just a freaking waiting game. And it's just like you're in – you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know – it's not day to day. It's week to week.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind like, of like – yeah. So it's, there's a lot of uncertainty. It's not like, oh, you got cancer,
1: here's your here's the <laughs> cure. Just take this chemo, take this radiation, everything's going to be good. No, no, no. It's not like that at all. Right. It's like it's like rolling the dice. Yeah.
0: And then so for me on that side, and I just kind of want us to blend our story a bit. When I got diagnosed with cancer, I just going to let like at that time in our lives, if we were to take a snapshot of our lives, we had three businesses. Yes. Regardless of how we were feeling in them, right? We had three businesses between us. I was doing some consulting work on the side. I was training for Ironmans. We were traveling wherever we wanted to, whenever we wanted to. We had good friends. We had a very active life. Great family. You were picking up your hobbies of flying and yeah. biking and all that. Like we had a very we had a very full full life. life. Yeah. And so when I got diagnosed with cancer, it was like it was like running into a brick wall.
1: Oh, it was. Yeah.
0: And at the same time, you were already having your, you had this unsettled feeling within your 45 year career in the industry that you're in. And I think what happens to us, I, for me, you're right. You don't know, are you going to live or die? When are we? I mean, we all are going to die. We know that, yeah. you know, when, what's going to happen. I feel like the cancer path for each person has such a different look that you can't, and you try, like for me, I would try to borrow other people's cancer journey to try to figure out that, what yes. ours was going to be. Yeah. And it became so hard to sit in that uncertainty. Well,
1: and I remember laying in bed at night thinking, holy shit, what is she thinking right now? Is she going to live, die? Like, whoa. and I'm going, I can't even be there for her. Like I could be there beside her, but I don't know what she's going through. I only know what I'm going through.
0: I feel like we were maybe I'm gonna cry now. I feel like maybe we're going through the same things. Like, yeah, what
1: but in a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could lose you. You could lose me, you could lose your life, you could lose like it is it's a shit show.
0: Right. So there we are. Right. During that process, so treatment is about a year, you know, then there's the recovery and we're not going to get into all that. But during that time, we started to reevaluate, right? We started to reevaluate, like we thought we were pretty prioritized, right? I mean, yeah, we were pretty stretched out with like business and our activities and all that kind of stuff. But we started to reprioritize what do we want the future to look like?
1: Yes, I remember that. When
0: we kind of got through the treatment and started into the recovery period, (laughs) We wanted to build more memories. Yeah. We wanted to spend some more time. I mean, we spent a lot of time together anyway, but we wanted to, to maybe shift into that kind of like, I call it the recreational retirement age. Yeah. And also some of what I, you know, in the pursuit of treatment and longevity and an extended life, one of the things I wanted was access to a larger amount of cash in case I wanted to use that for treatment, treatment yes. or alternative treatment. Yes. Because I really struggled with the decision on how to navigate treatment. And so it was, th- to me, when I look back, I see that those were some of the parts where we started to make decisions to liquidate some of our assets.
1: Right. That's right.
0: So first thing was
1: we sold that one. Our one of your Which business. businesses sold first, and all that jazz? Oh, we don't have to name them. By oh, sorry, no, you don't have to. Name okay, them. I'm not sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so yeah, we started to liquidate some properties. Yes, we started to liquidate businesses.
1: Yes, but even before we, I was actually thinking before you got cancer that I wanted to sell my business.
0: Yeah, but I don't think you really said that out loud. Oh, well, you wanted to I, quit. I wanted to quit. You wanted to quit. I remember one day you coming home and saying, yeah, "That's that, it, I'm done."
1: Yeah, you freaked out. And I
0: was like, "No, no, wait, oh, wait, no, 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 no!" Because yeah, you wanted, and I think ultimately, Darren. If I look at the very tough times in our life, sometimes that's your response: is you before you kind of belly up to work through whatever the hard part is, you yeah. just want to quit. You I'm just to, done. Yeah. You're just done, and you want to walk away. Yeah. But anyway, businesses are hard to do that. Yeah. I mean, we had a business that we were so done and wanted to walk away from. Thank God, it took years. Yeah. It was the... Anyway, so we started to liquidate our assets. Yes, we did. And slowly, these things don't happen overnight. And it wasn't like... And this is what I mean. This is like... It wasn't like we were like, okay, let's sell all the stuff and then let's build something else.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And so... In this whole, like, let's slow down a bit and become, like, uh, recreationally retired people. Yeah. Playing pickleball and... Uh, and we did that. Biking. Yeah, we <laughs> did. And we bought a house. <laughs> on the coast. In a different province. Yeah. Where we could have some downtime and just really connect with nature and some of those recreational activities. Yeah. Right, We are moving into less push in our life. Yeah. And really... But... So, we did that. We created that space for ourselves. Which brought us all kinds of different experiences, yeah, brought us some it was wealth. Great. Yeah. We made some money along we the way. We made some money along the way, but we also, what else happened?
1: Well, you're no, we freaking, just wasn't us.
0: It was a little bit, it felt like there was something missing okay. in your life. Okay.
1: So, okay. So I'm a, right now, I'm 63, coming on to 64. The that pre No. Okay. And uh, we all think, oh, When you get to a certain age, you should just relax and go back and retire. (laughs) So we did that. There are probably people out there that's great for them. But for us, that wasn't the case. We, like Kim said, went to the coast. We bought a house. We're there for a couple of months. Back and forth. Back and forth. And then we we were there for two months. We stayed out there. We go, oh, this this really isn't for us. And that's when we came up with, we got to start a... No, so you came up with coffee. Coffee. We started with, we're going to be, I went to coffee roasting school. I was going to be a coffee roaster. We're going to roast coffee.
0: Do some adventures. Adventure trekking.
1: Adventure trekking. Yeah. We had all kinds of ideas. That's the problem with the visionary.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I can be a bit of a visionary myself. You and I can get kind of carried away, but then we're also, we're also executors. We're also like, let's go do these things. And so- Anyway, and so when we look back like from where we are now, so we liquidated our businesses, we started to lean into this kind of like recreational retirement and realized that there was still something, something of like substance that was still missing from us, from our lives, yes. in, in in terms of enrichment for us. And at the same time, you had been putzing along for a couple of years, yeah. two to three years. Fixing people's doors, fixing people's doors, yeah. past doors, your front and back doors, the doors inside your house, those kinds of things. That's right. And you've been, you've been putzing along. And what amazed me, cause I was not involved in any of that. What amazed me in you doing that was that you were able to get clients, do quotes, send invoices, get paid and do the work. All on your phone. Right. I did everything on my phone. Everything by yourself. I had a CRM. I had But you were 60, you're 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 60 something at that point in your early 60s. Yeah. And I know you had an introduction to the technology from your other business, but you really leaned into learning this technology. And I had nothing to do. I didn't even pay attention to what you're doing. You would be gone. I was doing kind of mindset coaching, entrepreneurial stuff, building friends in virtual places, all that kind of stuff. And I was really impressed by that. I was really impressed by the fact that you were running a business, really, all by yourself with no paper. On a phone. On a phone. And I think it was a couple of years into it, you, were, you sat back and took a look. Well, I mean, you're always motivated by money. And what did do you remember this? Do you remember looking yeah.
1: at? I remember I said, I could teach somebody to do this and they could make money.
0: Yeah, and then you started to lean into it. I remember it a little. It's so funny, hate the way men tell stories and the <laughs> way women tell stories. It's totally different. Totally different. Like, it was a eureka moment. For you? It was a powerful moment because it, that moment is still etched in my head. I, I remember that. You go... I know what we can do. <laughs> I mean, because for years I was saying like, you have so much expertise that there's got to be a way that you can continue to contribute in a way that feels good for you because yeah. you're feeling like, yeah, yeah. Um, what else can and I do? Yeah. And so I had been always kind of dropping those hints, like what can you do with your level of expertise in being an innovator and customer service and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, so you realize you're starting to look at the numbers. You're starting to look at – you could almost turn on and off. And that's what I
1: did. So right. when we went to the biz- to BC, I would turn it off. And no and, work would come in. Well, yeah. It was just like, yeah, because I didn't do any advertising. Right. This I, is what's beautiful. I did all referral work. Right. And people referred me and and it built up. And it's just like, yeah, holy cow, does this build up? And then actually people would wait two months for me too.
0: Right. And yeah. so this is what you realized is that, you built a very lucrative right. business
1: accidentally. Right. And you remember when I was on the coast, I even started on the coast getting yes. work. Yes. And I'll, all of a sudden I go, oh, I could put it out. We're here. We're in a different province. Let's just put it out there. And I didn't do much, but I go, oh, jeez, this could be done anywhere.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where the kind of aha moment is when we sat back and started looking at the numbers and looking at how you acquired those customers. Yes. And the demand and the, how you acquired those customers, there was such little input, what we call CAC, yes, customer acquisition cost, right, that you were like, man, all we got to do is put a little fire on. Well, actually, that's what I did. Yes, you. Put I was the fire like, out, a we quarter. just need to put a little fire on this, and it'll blow up. What you said, and I remember this clearly. You said, I can teach people how to make money in this. So that they could work Monday to Friday, nine to five, no weekends, no and evenings. they can yeah. they can be there for their family because in all the years that you built your family business,
1: I worked weekends, evenings, it was a twenty four hour gig
0: right. you were twenty four seven emergency services, yes, you were working. I mean, I remember I was at home with the kids. you were working seventy. 60, 70 hours a week. Like you were like all always the, everything was always work. Yeah. And that became, you know, that has its own hardships. right? And so I remember you in the kitchen a few years ago saying that I can help somebody make a really great income.
1: Without killing themselves. Without
0: killing themselves. Yeah. And working Monday to Friday, nine to five. Right. And that is really.
1: And this wasn't physically demanding. Cause I'm right. 63. I don't want to do heavy work. Right. So. A man can do this. A woman can do this. Oh, yes. That's what you really like. And that's liked. another thing is I really wanted to attract women into this business. And I thought this would be a perfect business. I was actually even thinking about my daughter.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, know. I know which one.
1: She would just rock it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
0: I did ask her in our other interview if she had ever worked for us again. <laughs> just as a side note. Anyway, you can go listen to that podcast episode of me interviewing our our oldest daughter. So that's when the whole door gurus franchise idea kind of came to the inception. And we actually, when we sat down, we were like, "Oh no!" Maybe not. I was like, "Do we really want to do that?" And we kind of came back and forth to it a few times. And so now, when I look back and people say, "How did door gurus come to be?" It didn't come to be because you left your company after forty years. No, no. It came to be because my cancer diagnosis, even though it had impact on both of us in different ways, it made us create space in our life. Yes. And that space allowed what?
1: It allowed this.
0: It allowed creativity. Yes. It allowed us to get distance from things. Yes.
1: Because sometimes you need that break. Yeah, you
0: talk about that. You talk about that on other podcasts, right? Oh, my God. You
1: need breaks. Sometimes I cannot stress that more. Sometimes that's where things are born. That's where your ideas, your visions, your dreams, your aspirations. I know, but when you're young and
0: in it. Oh, you're
1: in the weeds. You're you're stuck.
0: (laughs) You just want to make that money. You want to, like, whatever your drive or motivation is, you're just like, you want to be the top. You want to be the this. And there's that pressure, that push. I call it the push. I don't know if it's the push of youth. I don't know if it's the push of trauma. I don't know if it's the push of what, but those things come together. But the beauty is, it's been six years since I was diagnosed with cancer. So far, everything seems good and on track and where we need to be. But the beauty is, if I was going to say, if we hadn't gotten sick, it was me. (laughs) But if I hadn't gotten that kind of sick, like something that, like it was like a brick wall. Yeah. It wasn't like we were like, okay, oh my God, now we got to like change our lifestyle. But it was like this slow evolution of we need more time together or more quality time. And that created the space for the innovator in you.
1: Yes, it did. Right? For yeah. the
0: visionary in you.
1: Yes, because that's when everything comes. Because when you're, Working every day and other things. You don't see those things. Just, it's
0: not just work that takes your time it's and not, energy. It's just whatever. It's life. Yeah, it's it's life. all the other things. Yeah. Yeah. And so I found that was really beautiful that our baby, Dorgurus, <laughs> was birthed out of that. Yes. And I just actually, I'm just having an aha moment right now. Do you know how, and I'm just going to add it into this episode and then we can maybe wrap it up. We've had, we have... His and her kids. Yes. For those that don't know, we're a blended family of 30 years. Yes, we do. We didn't have our kids. Nope. Because we knew right from the beginning, we We had enough. We have four kids between us. That was enough.
1: Yeah, we fixed that right Right.
0: (laughs) So we've had his and her kids. We've had his and her businesses. Yes. And now we're having our business. This is our baby. Yeah, this is our our baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we didn't have our physical baby. But anyway, so I think that that's the beauty of, I think that that's really where door Gurus was birthed. Yeah. Yeah. It's actual labor and birth has been very painful. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it's been rewarding at the same yeah. time. <laughs> so thanks for joining us until next time. Bye now. Thanks for listening to this episode of
1: Mr. and Mrs. CEO.
0: If you enjoyed the podcast, we would really love to hear from you.
1: We would. And if, if you be-
0: didn't, well too bad don't tell us (laughs) don't forget to sign up for our weekly email of uh, bubble bath board you got it right guys this is like the fourth page you'll find all the links everything you need in the show notes thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and share with a friend